to the Genie Podcast. I'm Graham Brunner, and with me today is Dick Eastman. How are you, Dick? Hey, I'm just fine. Thanks. Yeah, so Dick Eastman, obviously of, of EOGN, is one of the most well-known genealogy bloggers uh, in, pretty much in the world. He does uh, his, his genealogy newsletter, and it is uh, very well, well regarded. So I want to ask him a few questions. How did you get into genealogy, and uh, what, what about it excites you the most? Well, it's probably a long and boring story and, and not terribly different than anybody else. Uh, I always had kind of a casual interest in the family tree, but I, I never did anything about it, really, until uh, one day I'm at a, a family uh, get-together. I think it was a, a wedding going on. And uh, my aunt, uh, out of the clear blue, asked me if I'd like to have uh, the family Bible, which up until that moment, I didn't know there was a family Bible, but... Yeah, it sounded like a good idea. I said, why, sure. Uh, so a few weeks later, uh, she presented me with this uh, Bible. And she had told me that it was my grandmother's Bible. And I remember my grandparents got married in 1899. I remembered that date because it's, it's an easy date to remember. Um, so I just uh, assumed the Bible would be from somewhere around that time frame. As it turned out, uh, she was wrong. It was actually my great-great-grandmother's Bible, and uh, apparently was published, uh, it was published in 1828, and inside uh, the cover, like a lot of Bibles, uh, people had written down various names, births, marriages, and deaths, and uh, it looked like uh, uh, whoever had it first wrote down their ancestry as they knew it back to about 1750. So that was quite a find, and uh, of course that's only one branch of the of, of my ancestry, but it was really fascinating, and I looked at it for a while, and I said, I bet I can find some more information, and you know, everything was downhill from there on. I, I did find some more information, and I'm still finding it. Yeah, so when you went and started actually doing genealogy research, were you able to verify the information, or was it different than what was actually put in there? Uh, everything that was in the Bible turned out to be accurate. I think... As I remember, 100% accurate. Now, mixed in with that, I'd heard some various things when I was growing up about the family was here or there, and uh, our ancestors did this or did that, and uh, I found some of those oral traditions that were handed down were, uh, shall we say, a bit less accurate. I'd say they were about about 50% accurate. Interesting. So what about genealogy really, really excited you the most? I'd almost give you two different answers. Definitely in, in when I started, this was quite a few years ago, uh, it was just the, the puzzle aspect. Who are we? Where do we come from? And it was, it was like solving a puzzle. Uh, and I just found it to be very, very interesting. And I'd I, be honest with you, I don't know why. It just appealed to me. Uh, a little bit later, in the last uh, few years, as I've gotten a little bit older and uh, medical conditions become more important, I have come to realize that uh, our family has also had a tradition of passing down medical problems from generation to generation. In fact, we have two or three or four different ones floating around. And from what I understand, almost uh, every family has the same thing. The, the conditions vary from one family to another. But almost all of us have something we inherited, whether we ever stop to think about that or not. So the last few years, I've been paying an awful lot of attention to medical family history, which is something I did not do in the beginning. How long have you been writing your genealogy new newsletter, EOGN, and, and how has it changed over the years? been writing it for 15 years, uh, which is a long time in Internet years, I guess. It feels like a lifetime anyway. Uh, and... Uh, it has changed in the delivery mechanism. I used to send it by email. 
I used to send it once a week. Now it's published every day on the web. You know, some of that has changed. Uh, and I've always written about technology, and of course the technology has changed a lot in 15 years. But the basic uh, concept of writing about whatever's going on right now, current events, news, and occasional reviews of new products, uh, that hasn't changed too much, I hope. Uh, I think we still right. do roughly the same thing. The details certainly have changed, but the, the basic philosophy has remained about the same. You said that as you age, that different aspects of genealogy become more important to you. Do you find that that goes into your genealogy newsletter as well? You find yourself covering different aspects of genealogy that you wouldn't have 15 years ago? Yes, certainly I'm doing uh, more about medical history. And the other thing is uh, we're writing a lot nowadays about DNA. Now, that's a topic that didn't exist in genealogy 15 years ago. Uh, so it's not so much about my DNA, which nobody else cares about, but it's extremely important to me. Uh, I do like to write about not only how you do DNA, but uh, particularly about why you should be paying attention to DNA and, and similar topics. So let, let's talk a little bit more about you and your research. What kind of tools do you use the most when you're doing your own research for genealogy? Well, nowadays, uh, the quick answer is you always start online, and, and I do. And I use the online resources whenever possible. However, I've, I've also been doing this long enough that I realize that only a small fraction of the records have ever been digitized. And you go online first because it's quick and it's easy, but you also have to recognize that uh, you're only scratching the surface when you go online. Uh, my preference is to go in person. Now, I'm lucky. I, I live within about two or 300 miles of where all of my ancestors lived in the past 300, 350 years. So for me, it's pretty easy to just jump in a car and drive over and walk into a town clerk's office or a uh, church archives or whatever, and, and look at the original records. A lot of people don't have that luxury, and uh, they will uh, re uh, go looking for microfilm copies. Luckily, with both uh, Family Search at the Mormon Church and with uh, uh, the U.S. National Archives and uh, the Canadian National Archives, a lot of information has been microfilmed. So even if you live in California and you're researching ancestors in Virginia, you know, it's... it's uh, not that difficult to look at the original records, although you're looking at a microfilmed image of the originals. So what genealogy shows will you be at in the coming months? Well, I'm going to be at a little one here uh, shortly here uh, that's uh, not very far from where I live. And it's going to be just attract maybe 100 people or so. But the big uh, national one, the uh, next one coming up, is the Federation of Genealogical Societies. And they're in early September. It's uh, shortly after Labor Day. Uh, that'll be in Springfield, Illinois. Uh, so that's the next big one I'm going to. I try to get to uh, to uh, all the bigger ones simply because uh, that's where the action is, and I like to write about what's going on. So that's that's where I try to go. I usually hit three or so in the United States every year, and one over in London. People out there who are reading you, if they want to come actually see you in person, do you actually go out and speak at any of these, or are you really just walking around and talking to people? Uh, a little of both. I probably, at the large conventions, I'm probably just spending my time walking around and trying to soak up whatever's going on. Uh, I do get invited to speak, typically at many of the smaller uh, regional and local events, and I do that quite often, and I have a, a list of them on my website if anybody's interested. Uh, 
but when we get to the big national conferences, uh, there's a lot of competition amongst the speakers out there. I'm usually in learning mode at that point, trying to see what the, the other people are saying. Where can they find out more about you and then EOGN? And uh, is there any place that you'd like to plug or anything that you're interested that you're doing that's particularly interesting right now? Well, I think you just said it, EOGN. That's uh, the website for, for the newsletter I write. That's EOGN.com. So it stands for Eastman's Online Genealogy Newsletter.com. Uh, but, of course, that is primarily simply a, a source of links. I mean, I write about things and then give a link of where the other things are. So quite often uh, I think of it as, as kind of a hub. It, it's a great place to start. Uh, but with so much information out there nowadays, I don't even try to provide all the information. I often just give pointers where the information may be found. That's great. So, Dick, I would like to thank you very, very much for your time. I very much appreciate it. And again, if you're interested in finding out more, please go to EOGN.com. Thanks for listening and have a good one.